It wasn't P.O. Joseph who scored the winning goal in the final minute. It wasn't P.O. Joseph who made the best play on P.O. Joseph's own goal. But I'm going to talk about P.O. Joseph today regardless. Good morning to you. Good Tuesday morning. I'm Dayon Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports, and this is Daily Shot of Penguins. It comes your way bright and early every weekday. If you're into football and or baseball, I also offer daily shots of Steelers and Pirates that I hope you'll check out. Penguins 2, Stars 1, last night at PPG Paints Arena, and my inflection comes with a purpose, because that was one whale of a hockey game. That was playoff-esque. I wouldn't go the full playoff mile because there wasn't enough nastiness and stuff. You know, I'm not even talking about hitting. I'm just talking about you know the, the usual you know uh, snarl to the game. But everything else, positionally, tactically, commitment, passion, prioritizing the W above all else. Both of these teams had it. Both of them did. And by the time you're getting later into the second period and it's still 1-1, you're going, you know what? This third period or overtime and everything else could be really good. Well, Gino made sure there wasn't overtime because he and Brian Rust and Jason Zilker combined for a really nice even strength rush to finish it off with 34.7 seconds left. Gino with his 79th career game winner passing Yaramir Yager on the franchise's all-time list in that category. But it was the first goal I felt that really set the stage for the entire evening, and that one did belong to Joseph. Though again, he had ample help in this. What I thought was the prettiest pass anyone's made at PPG Paints Arena all season, and think about who performs there regularly for that context, Kasperi Kapanen gained the Dallas blue line, held and held and held up the right side without doing any of the twirl or the curl back or any of that, just kept moving forward but kept surveying the scene, and he waited for Joseph to come on the rink in place of Chris Letang, who had just gone to the bench after starting that rush. Kapanen floats this pass, this gorgeous saucer, into space, believing that Joseph was going to be able to skate right into it. Well, Joseph skated right into it. The entire Dallas penalty killing unit had to do a 180. By the time they even came close to getting settled, Joseph had stick-handled his way through and shot through a Zucker screen for just a really, really nice team goal. This is what Joseph told me about the goal afterward. Honestly, not that much. I think I just wanted to get uh, in the zone as fast as I can. And uh, I know Cappy's incredible vision just saw me in uh, uh, late, coming in late and uh, just had to finish his beautiful play that he made. Big, big smile on the kid's face. And you know what? He's been that way all his life, but now he's got more reason than ever because he is here to stay. This portion of Daily Shot of Penguins is brought to you by the good people at the Greater Pittsburgh Community Food Bank, where they're committed to providing food for all of our neighbors in need across western Pennsylvania. They, in turn, need your help. Find out how $1 can be turned into five full meals. For those in need, visit pittsburghfoodbank.org. 
if you were to do one of those isolation circles on Joseph for this game, you'd love everything that he did in all quadrants of the rink. He was smart yet aggressive in the attacking zone. He was moving up, not just pinching along the boards, but also up the middle and into the slot when needed, always aware of his surroundings when he had the F3, as the coaches call it. That's the high forward, the one who's uh, assigned loosely to be the one who comes back to cover if the defenseman pinches, although that can vary depending on a circumstance. He was up there. He was making things happen. In the neutral zone, he was going tape to tape getting the puck up to forwards. That was as pretty to watch as anything. And in the defensive zone, all he does is just keep making sound play after sound play. And I don't want to make this sound unfair because comparing him and Marcus Pedersen can sound like I'm comparing him to somebody who's doing well in the moment because this is the best hockey we've ever seen from Pedersen. But their styles are as similar as their frames. Let's put it that way. They're both tall, long, lanky, but they both use it. They don't allow it to be some kind of deficiency. They're both strong enough that they don't get pushed around. And what they do that's most striking about their games, their respective games, is that they don't allow you to go around them. If you do, you've got a very long way to travel. It's like going up I-80 to get over to Philadelphia. For those of you familiar with our Commonwealth's roads, rather than using the turnpike, it's going all the way around. And by that time, somebody else can come back and help out. Here's some of what Mike Sullivan had to say after the game about P.O.'s maturity in general. Great to see him get rewarded. It was a terrific shot. Uh, but I think, I think P.O. Is, you know, has gradually gotten better and better with each game that he plays. Uh, we've talked about it a lot with you guys. Um, and I, I just think his learning curve right now is steep. He's getting better you know, right in front of our eyes. That's it. That's the part that I like best. The the part where I look at what P.O.'s done over the course of this training camp, this preseason, and now this regular season, that's a third of the way through, and say there was never any point where you're like, wow, that's really surprising that he did that. It was just a little bit more game after game, week after week. That's... When you start thinking of a defenseman as being somebody who can really become something in the National Hockey League, I'm not suggesting he's a star or anything like that. I am suggesting that he's getting better within who he is. And who he is right now is already plenty good enough for this team with more to come. I'll have the J1Q after this. from Josh who asks was that the prototypical playoff style game 
that we should expect to see more of as the season progresses. You know what's funny, Josh? If you think back to the games the Penguins have played at their very best so far this season, almost without fail, it's against some Western Conference opponent. Now, part of that's because their schedule has been very West-heavy, including the home schedule, which means we're in for a whole lot of rivalry, this and that, once we make it into the new calendar. But they've done very, very well against Vegas, Winnipeg, Dallas, Minnesota. And some of that, if you look back over Mike Sullivan's history, his teams have really, really owned the West. And I think that's to an extent because the West plays a very different style. And then when they see Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh is really, really in your face and you're a Western team and you're not really in the mood for that stuff and they can throw you off for a night. We hear all the time, including from Peter DeBoer last night, how the Penguins are just, they're a hard team to play against, to use the Sully phrase that's already been instituted for that. But more than anything, the Penguins have just been good against the better teams. Why is that? I've got that answer easy. Because they put themselves into a mindset that if they don't defend first, they're going to get smoked or that they could get smoked. That's not a lack of confidence. After all that a lot of these guys have accomplished, they're not lacking in confidence. That's certainly not a lack of focus or discipline. What it is is an awareness of, hey, we know what the actual formula is to beat a team like that, and we're prepared to go into this game and do that. Whereas you're facing a Buffalo, and I'm not even saying that like Buffalo from the past, like they stink and you should steamroller them. The Sabres score a lot of goals, but the Sabres still don't defend. So when you go out there, it's just a different attitude, a different approach. We can score more goals than these guys. And then you see the thing open up a little bit. And they were better at that, I thought, in these last two games against Buffalo, certainly in terms of shutting down Tage Thompson. But when you get to these games against the teams that are deeper and that can do more, and with the Stars, if you were at the arena last night, you could feel this right away. The Stars are just different. It was a lot like when Vegas came in. They start passing the puck and there's a snap to the passes. It smacks off the next blade because they know what they're doing. There's a, there's a, what's the word I'm looking for here? There's a purpose to every action. That's what good hockey teams look like at any level, but especially at the NHL level. And you could see and feel it with the Stars, not just because they scored the Rupe Hintz goal 19 seconds in, but because that's the way they were comporting themselves. And they continued to do that throughout the game, especially on that power play. They've got all this mobility on the back end. They've got more than enough scoring through not two lines, but three lines. And you're just feeling like you've got to stay on this. And that's what the Penguins did. That's the part that felt playoff-like, to me anyway. And where have you been hearing now for months that this is what the Penguins have to do? 
This is who they have to be, not because they're old, not because they're slow, but because this is how this group under this coach has shown that it can beat anyone. Why that is, who cares? Who cares? It's sitting there in front of you. You might as well follow it. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everyone listening to Daily Shot of Penguins. Let's do another one of these tomorrow. 